Welcome back to Hey! The podcast! Um, We have some little, bad news. Yeah, unfortunate news. This will probably be the last episode just because we both have a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, like, like, I am so busy with college. Like, being a college student, it's, like, super demanding. And no I joke. don't really have the time to be recording these. And I got that um, new job. And I just think that that's going to be taking up a lot of my time. And, like, it was fun to do. Yeah, no, sure, it was, when, like, like, a really fun, a, like, like friendship. And thank you to everyone who listened, thing. obviously. Yes, um, thank you, guys. It was fun I'm sorry to, like, it was only, like, distribute. four episodes. I like, know, that's kind of pathetic. But, um... Thank you so much to everyone who listened. Uh, this will probably, like I said, this will probably be our last episode. Um, yeah. April, April Fools! Fools. <laughs> April Fools was yesterday, but we didn't record yesterday, so this is our April Fools. We're not going nowhere. Nope. Uh, quick disclaimer. The last episode, I talked about Sharon Osbourne and Cheryl Underwood, and they were on The Talk, not The View, which I assume is just another show under the same family, like a spinoff or something. Uh, But yeah, and to clarify, they were talking because Sharon Osbourne had defended Piers Morgan for attacking Meghan Markle. So she was like being racist by association because she defended him. But that's what the context of that was. Just wanted to clear that up because... Yeah. Anyways, so the first topic that we're going to get into in this episode. So I I don't know if all of you are familiar with the terms white passing and racially ambiguous. So I'm not saying that these things do not exist. Like they're they definitely exist. Like there are people who are white passing mm-hmm. and racially ambiguous for sure. But the I have two separate issues with these terms and the first one is white people labeling people of color as white passing or racially ambiguous when they're literally just not those things and the other issue is people labeling themselves as white passing when they're just white Mm. so okay true and we'll we'll get we'll dig a little bit deeper into colorism and also another disclaimer neither Sammy nor I are like professors on social science and whatever so like this is just based on on lived experiences and like yeah, what we've no. read and, and stuff like that but we're this literally is not, like, coming just, from academic journals yeah we're just kids with opinions so. yes so what do, how do you define someone not white then someone not white mm-hmm. okay so I've seen a lot on TikTok specifically of people labeling themselves as white passing when like the only person of color in their family is like one grandparent or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at what point do you just become white? Because if you're like 75% or more white and you look completely white, in my opinion, you are a white person. Mm -hmm. I mean, race as we know, is a social construct and it's based on features you have. And I just did this uh, anti-racism self-advocacy workshop that was really interesting. And I learned a little bit about like origins of race and shit. And yeah, it's just interesting how like, cause like originally when people categorized themselves as white, like Irish and Italian people were not allowed to categorize themselves as the white race, which like doesn't really make a lot of sense. 
And like, I'm not sure what the guidelines were really because they're European still. And like, I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like, so remember we just recently saw that girl on TikTok claiming to be a black person. Like she said specifically, I am black. Right. And she looks completely white. Also, she literally, when she goes, I talk with my family in Ave. She, no, I'm she like, literally said Ave. A A V E, Yeah. She goes Ave. Ave. But so um, she presents completely as white, no ethnic features at all whatsoever. Right. And neither of her parents are completely black. And she's pulling out all these like weird percentages. Of what she is. And it's like at that point. If you're pulling out the ancestry No, literally. Test. If you have to do all of this to prove your blackness, maybe you shouldn't be claiming that you're a black person. Right. Like. Right. And you're never going to be treated as a black person. Like. It just feels weird to me. Why do you so badly want to be seen as a black person when you're not? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It's. It's very weird. It's strange. It's weird to me. So she's calling herself white passing when it's like, are you really or are you just white? Like, And I mean, it's difficult to discern, too, because if you were to go to like Brazil and see like a light skinned Latino person, they are considered white in Brazil. But if they were to come to America, they would be considered ethnically ambiguous, you know, or or non-white. So it's relative to and then. It's just exactly like race changes in different places because it's right. a construct. It literally is. Yeah. Like in South Africa, I would be I would not be black. I'd be colored. And here I am black. Is there a difference between colored and black in South Africa? Yeah. In South Africa, like there's black, colored and white. Oh, weird. is colored like mixed? Yeah. Or, but it's more to do with like how you look. Hmm. That's really weird. You know, you could argue for hours about the semantics of white passing and ethnic ambiguity. Yeah, it's just like, for me, like, at, at a certain point, you you just become white. Like, we're not doing the one-drop rule anymore. Right, 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 right. And I think that, like, I think it's just important to amplify the voices of those who are darker. Because oh, no, definitely. It's going to, it's go- because colorism works in a way where it's always going to be, no matter whether you're actually black or not. If you are dark skin, you are going to face more pressure. Yes, and that's another thing we need to talk about is that colorism does not go both ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yeah. It does not harm light-skinned people. I saw someone talking about that on TikTok today. And yes, I'm seeing people, light-skinned people claiming that they are suffering colorism when they're not. Like, like when people make fun of light skins, that's not colorism, right. bro. Like, it's like how reverse racism isn't a thing. Right. Reverse colorism is not a thing either. Right. And, like, that's why it's important to, like, value, like, the opinions and the lived experiences of people who are darker because they actually do suffer from colorism. And like you said, yeah, reverse colorism is just not a thing. Like I saw this on TikTok of this. I mean, this is just me observing things. But it was a dark-skinned woman who was duetting a light-skinned woman who was complaining about she had been what she called suffering from colorist um, remarks that her forehead was too big. And the dark-skinned girl was like, that's not colorism. No, that's not colorism. I mean... Light skins do have big foreheads. I myself am a light skin with a, a big ass fucking forehead. But that's not colorism. Right. <laughs> like Yeah. And I do wanna I wanna circle back to the whole white passing thing. Um 
you know, I used to call myself white passing. I am very super light-skinned. I actually do not know if I have albinism or not. It's like a 50-50 chance. Yeah, you were ta- you talked about like getting a test for that. Yeah, That'd I want to get tested because I honestly really do feel like I might have albinism, but... Because like your mom is mixed, but your dad is fully dark skin and your brother too yeah my brother is dark skinned my dad was dark skinned my mom is mixed but she is noticeably visibly black yeah and darker than me so yeah that's something i want to get tested for but anyways i used to call myself white passing because like i was made to believe that like having quote-unquote white skin is what made somebody white passing Hmm. but it's not true like because I was always getting asked, like, if I'm black or what I'm mixed with. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's just not being white passing. Oh, my God. That one lady on the on the Grimm set. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. She was like, you got all the nice features. Oh, that wasn't like the Grimm you, set. I'll, what, what, what was that set for? Um, That was for um this book trailer I did. That was so Oh, bad. right, right, right. But yeah. So, like, by definition, I'm not passing as white because... I, everybody knows I'm not like right. and I obviously have like ethnic features like the my coloring is the only thing that really differentiates me from other black people like my features mm-hmm. are black so like I don't I don't consider myself white passing I consider myself light-skinned right and and like I have been told by a lot of people that I'm white passing and I'm a, in no place to argue it because I am half white so like and then, I really don't see you as white passing. That, I know you've said that, and like a lot of people have like, said that they I don't. Saw you, and I don't understand. If I, I saw know. you on the street and I didn't know you, I'd be like, mm, "That's a Latino." I'm gonna <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna not say anything because at this like really, it's not that important to label me because I'm not suffering as no, much as yeah, people exactly. who are darker skinned are, you know, or who are more visibly Latinx or whatever. Um, so, like, I'm not going to claim that oppression. I think that that's something maybe we can talk about down the line, whether, oh, yeah. where I stand within it. But I think right now the focus is not does not need to be on me, and I don't need the support or attention because it's not something that I'm worried about. True. How that needs attention. But then, so for the other issue, I think white people are getting way too comfortable labeling people of color. Yeah, they, yeah. I'm like, so did you weird. forget your... You're literally European, blonde, Aryan. Literally. Like, I yeah, sometimes, see... Sometimes, like, I see stuff on Twitter or TikTok and stuff, and I'm like, you're overstepping. Like, you're too comfortable. You are. They are overstepping. It's like they think that light-skinned means white-passing or racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You can see a clearly black person who's light-skinned, and white people will be calling them white-passing. Right. And it's like, are you insane? They just, like, they learn these terms and just run with it. Mm-hmm. like without doing any self-reflection and it's just like they're just trying so hard to be woke like like you can have a clearly black person talking about racism and in the comments you'll find a white person being like um but you're white passing so do you right. really need to talk right, about right, this right, right, right. Like, like shut the fuck up yeah like oh yeah that reminds me of this conservative guy on tiktok and it was like this person who was pretty visibly non-white um and they said a thing like kill all white women and then he duetted it and he's like, okay, I'll kill you then. And I'm like, you're a white man, like, talking to, like, a Middle Eastern or South Asian person. Like. Yes, literally. Why do you, like, sh- I mean, he was also, like, a conservative Repu- Republican. So he's not like the white neolibs who try and stick their nose into anything. He was just being racist. Um, and that also reminds me of, like, 
non-black people using A-A-V-E and, and like black slang. You mean Ave? Ave, sorry. Um, but that's something that's really prevalent, I think, because of TikTok. Oh my and God, also, I like, hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's really cringe. Like I'm, I've met a lot of kids from uh, the Boston Conservatory group. And just in general, like this, the, I don't really, like I, I haven't been in high school for a year and I haven't really been, I haven't seen people. I haven't interacted with people who are not like very close friends of mine. So I have not seen that kind of thing in a really long time. So it took me aback when all of them were like, Miss Girl, purr, like, no, come on, like, 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 Miss Girl, fleek on period, sis, like, purr. It's like, like why, like, why are you trying to talk like this? Like, I know damn well you do not talk like this at home. Also, it's like, they're using it incorrectly. Exactly. They have no idea what they're saying. It's so annoying. Like, what people don't understand is that AAV, AAVE is has a rules. dialect. It's its own dialect of English, and it has grammatical rules and syntax and all that shit and it's like they're just putting whatever words they're they like just got my together. starbucks drink per miss girl like, literally like shut, shut the, fuck the fuck up. up literally shut the fuck up literally it's very annoying but also something that that makes me think of is um just like i think i do think it's because of social media i mean it's very clearly because of social media like obviously it's it's white people co-opting black trends which has been going on forever but it makes me think of like when um King Bach was on Vine. Oh, God. And it was, like, like just reinforcing negative stereotypes. And, like, for white kids who lived in the suburbs or whatever, they had never seen a black person. So these stereotypes that they were getting were being fed to them. And that was their, like, interaction of their introduction to black culture. You know what I, I mean? truly what believe, they thought it was. I truly believe that King Bach has set the black community back at least <laughs> 10 years single-handedly. Did I tell you about the time I saw him in L.A.? No! Yeah, we were out at, like sugarfish or whatever that popular sushi place is where everyone sees the celebrities and we saw him like across the table but i just like i just don't i don't know i don't think that kind of comedy is funny and like same with the same with those those brothers who did the latino guys who like did their thing with their lips and they're like like i don't know even know what it is but yeah you know what, I'm what it about. is yeah. is it's just it's pandering to white people who want to laugh at at people of color like it's right. weird it's a minstrel yeah, show right, it's really right, weird right. Like, you're whoring yourself out to the white man right now. I hope you know that. And they somehow get their bag because that's how the world works. But unfortunately, hopefully they wouldn't have, they won't have to do that. And also a lot of it is, like, rooted in, in massage noir as well. Like, True. making fun of the hot Cheeto girl. True. You know? Oh, my God. Like, I just. And like, like, that one guy on TikTok who's, like, in his bio, he's, like, filmmaker. And the films in question are him, like eating a talkie and like pretending to be a hot cheeto girl and i'm yeah. like the hot cheeto girl thing i hate that yeah it's just so obviously misogynoir like it's just let's make fun of black girls yeah it's i don't understand how that humor still has a place on the internet i just like i would not be caught dead exploiting my own race to make white people laugh like that's so mm -hmm. gross to me do you remember landon romano yes i do i don't want to talk about that twink <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, the, maybe the worst person on the internet. Probably. He, like, yeah, he's... He's just the embodiment of, like, that white gay... I have a sassy black woman inside no. me. Yeah, right, right, right. Which oh is my so God. prevalent. And I'm like, are you Could you actually stupid? die? Yeah, what? Like, are you dumb? Like, that's very, very, very stupid to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is something we could talk about literally for hours. Yeah, I know, but... I know. We do, And we do talk about it off the podcast, but, we like, do. all the time. A lot. Um... <laughs> 
Okay, wait, another thing I want to talk about is the Lil Nas X video. And there's a whole lot of stuff because that's like oh, a whole subject in its own. First of all, okay, go ahead. Go First ahead. of all, yeah. the video was good. Yeah, the video was good. Well, I'm just going to say the video was good. Did you see the cellophane video that from FKA Twigs? No. He stole like the same imagery from the video. Or oh, like, did well, he? I don't know if they're saying that they stole it because they, they talked over it and they posted it. And it was actually really cordial and nice to see them um like interact on social media because she posted a thing and she was like, thank you, Little Nas X, for like discussing our artistic creativities. And I'm so glad that you were inspired by my music video. Because like the pole dancing thing and like the falling down the pole mm -hmm. and a lot of the visuals were were very similar to what was going on in her music video. Mm -hmm. So it was like Little Nas X was like, I'm so glad that you said something I didn't think that I had, you know, taken some of your artistic license or whatever. And, uh, and you know, whatever, I'm inspired by you. And it was nice to see them, like, well, interact and yeah, be nice I mean, about it. If but it was still a cool music video, like, twerking on Satan. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so many people are missing the point, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, they're seeing it. Like, Christians are so offended by this video because that Yeah, it's literally performance art. Like, you're mad for what? Yeah. They're seeing it as, like, an I hate Christianity, like, slanderous video. But, I mean, it's him expressing, like, the hate he's felt right. from that religion over his over his sexuality like you know what i mean and i also think that it's so easy for them to to attack him and pinpoint him as like an easy target because he is dark skin you know he's a dark yeah. skin black gay man he ticks off all the boxes and i mean like people are allowed to talk about their trauma and you can't you can't deny that your church has caused people a lot of trauma yeah right like it's just a fact i'm sorry it wasn't even necessarily like i mean I don't know if it, I mean, yes, there was like the devil in it and stuff, but it wasn't like explicitly biblical. There no. are no lyrics about like, I hate the Christian church exactly. or I hate the Catholic church, you know? And like so, you said, it is performance art. Like it's art. Right, like right. art is meant to be provocative. Literally. Right, right, right. Um, and then like people like China and McLean. No, China and McLean. Oh my God. She needs happened? to stop. What happened? I mean... <laughs> Did you see her TikTok video? Yeah, no, I did. That's what I'm saying. She, if you don't know what's going on, she pretty much, I don't know, Sammy was the one who sent it to me, but she like was sharing thoughts on the thing. And I guess she's like this reborn Christian or maybe yeah, she's I always guess. been Christian. I, I think she's always been Christian actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, um, but she's like, she was talking about. He, she was talking about how like people are misrepresenting God. Mm-hmm. Because she, quote unquote, knows God right. and has a relationship with him. That's her own words. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not here to yuck your yum, girl. But she, it no, seemed yeah. like she was shaming people for not being part of a religion, you know? She was. And she's completely missing the entire point mm -hmm. that Lil Nas was, is like trying to outline. Right. Is that like, people are being told that they're going to hell for being themselves. Right. Like... Like, that's the literally the whole point of the video. Right. And she's just, like, glossing over that and literally, like, didn't even really touch on it at all. Yeah. It, it, I'm trying to think of, like, who are people that have kind of gone off that weird end of, like... Well, Lohanthony. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Lohanthony. I, I, do, I like, still don't know if... Maybe, maybe it's, like, a really long-term performance art. Speaking of performance art, maybe it's, like, he's doing, like, a bit. It's I like still a, feel like, like a long -term it can't bit. be real. Because, like... 
I don't know. I don't get it. It has to be a bit. Like if you don't know, he like apparently went to conversion therapy and is like a born again Christian or something. And if if, if that's actually what he's like talking about how sinful he was when he was in same sex relationships stuff. And if that is actually what's happening and that's not he's not like doing a joke, then I feel really bad for him and that's really sad. But um But if he is it's very a weird. Good one. Yeah, no I mean you got us all. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting to see people try and, and like I said, like that is up to you, whether you're religious, you know, I was raised Jewish and then decided not to have a bar mitzvah and we like celebrate Passover and Hanukkah and stuff, but I don't like, I mean, we're, we're, you wouldn't consider yourself like religious. I mean, I mean, no, I wouldn't consider myself religious. I, I sometimes would consider myself spiritual, like, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that that has anything to do with Judaism. So Mm -hmm. like, Ethnically, with my family, yes, we are Jewish, and and I was raised Jewish, but like I don't read the Torah and I don't like mm-hmm. go to temple. I mean, no one's going to synagogue or temple right now, anyway. But I'm not like an active member really in that community. Yeah, and and I'm not opposed to it. Like I'll say like the prayers are at Shabbat, you know, but we don't we don't observe every week, and we're not like like we did um Seder the other day for uh, Passover, and we like printed out like a five minute Seder, you know, like to speed through it. And we like didn't follow all the steps, you know, we're like reformed Jews, but like, I'm not here to tell you that you can't express your religion or spirituality in the way that you want to. But I feel like, I mean, all organized religion is a cult, but um, if you're trying to speak badly upon others or, or, or imply that there's something wrong with their relationship to God or non relationship or to God. lack thereof. Right. Yeah. Then I think that that's overstepping, you know, just like coexist, baby. I myself, I was raised completely secularly, mm-hmm. completely with no religion whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I really truly understood what religion was until like middle school. Did you celebrate Easter? And I mean, we would go to my like Nana's house and get chocolate, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't know what Easter was like truly for right, right, till right. I was like, I don't know, 14. Right. I didn't even realize it was a religious holiday yeah. at all. But yeah, and I'm I'm really grateful for my non-religious upbringing. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's given me a lot more freedom in my mm-hmm. life. I think that it like it's kind of in a similar way of like raising your child without the gender binary. It like True, allows yeah. them to like observe and f- and figure out whether they find a place in that or if they don't, you know? It's like Very you're kind true. of you're kind of giving them like a tour of what it is like and you can ex- you can tr- you can dabble about around in different areas and figure mm-hmm. out if you like something or or watch how something's affecting other people or how they live like that and then decide whether or not, you know, you want to join a religion or identify as a guy or whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah. I remember one time in ninth grade, one of my friends like I guess discovered I was non-religious even though it wasn't really a secret I don't know but she I remember she asked me like how do you know how to be a good person Hmm. you don't have to have the bible guiding you you can have morals you know I know and I'm like I'm a good person because I want to be right because that's what my parents taught me to do and I like I was not raised with a moral compass through Judaism you know I was raised to treat people kindly and treat people the way I wanted to treat it just from both my parents and my dad who who's Catholic but like I was never raised like under the implication that I'm doing this for God or or to like get into heaven yeah and yeah that's another thing for me is like I'm kind to people and like I, I treat people, I'm a good person because like hmm. 
I, I, okay, you know what? Fuck <laughs> you. But like, I'm generally. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I literally, I said I was like, I treat people the way I want to be treated. Like I grew up being nice to people. I'm like, that is not true. But anyway. <laughs> but but yeah. So my thing is, I'm a good person because I want to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't believe in heaven or hell. I don't know what happens when you die. Sure. I'll figure that out when I'm gone. I guess. <laughs> but like, so my my motivation for being a good person it has nothing to do with where I'm going to be when I'm dead. Like, like sometimes I feel like the motivation for religious people is entirely self-serving so that I mm-hmm. don't go true, to hell. True, true. Like, I don't know. Like that seems kind of strange to me. In um in the uh, racial justice workshop I did, there was a, a bit at the end yesterday where we talked about meditation and we were doing this guided meditation with this woman who was literally amazing. And I think there's a recording of the zoom call and I'm going to go and save it so I can like use her, words you know on my free time but she was saying like there is no destination there are just stops along the way you know like do things because it makes you feel good there's no goal you know there's no end point we're getting kind of i don't know we're getting really like we are yeah like damn but it's just never that it's just like what however you want to do it and like, like, damn, just do your thing. Back Don't to the original him. point, like China and McLean and other Christians, I feel like you need to not be getting so defensive over things like this mm-hmm. because you need to understand that your religion has hurt people. Right. Like, and when people are expressing that they've been hurt by something, you need to not get defensive about it. Anyways. Let's <laughs> talk about some less Yeah, shit. let's get, um, do you want to talk about Dan Schneider? Oh, okay. Yeah. I have, I have a thing I want to talk about after, but yeah. So if you don't know, well, Sammy's been watching the iCarly, um, they put iCarly on Netflix. So Sammy's yeah, been I've been rewatching it. iCarly. Actually, I finished all the episodes on Netflix and I'm finishing the rest of them on like illegal websites, but. Oh, I think you told me that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're planning a reboot also. Yeah. iCarly is being rebooted. Unfortunately, without Jeanette McCurdy, who plays Sam, Mm-hmm. So it's, like, not going to be the same, but I'm still going to give it a try, I think. Mm-hmm. But the reason she's not doing it is because of the abuse from this guy, Dan Schneider. Yeah, the abuse and trauma that she suffered being a child actor. And he's the, if you don't know who he is, he's, like, the guy who wrote, he did Victorious, too. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. the executive producer for iCarly, Victorious, Zoe 101, Drake and Josh. Did he really do those, too? Yeah. Oh, wow. So he's known, like, Miranda Cosgrove since she was little. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's basically this perverted guy. He's such a creep. Yeah. He's like into feet. And like, if you wa- if you go back and watch like iCarly bits, there's like bits in it that are questionable. That he's like making these children do things in, in, in humor, but. Yeah. There's so much feet stuff. Yeah. And it's like when I was watching it as like an eight year old, I'm like, oh my God, so funny. So random. Right. Feet are so random. Mm. But watching it now as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's very strange. Um, so I really, I feel really bad for Jeanette McCurdy that she like, I don't, does she even act anymore? Um, I think she writes and produces oh, mostly. Cool. Now, um, I remember, I saw a, a clip of an interview from her saying that she like hates every acting job she has ever done and like refuses to watch it because of like her trauma that's really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. And I really wish that she were doing the reboot, but I understand why she needs right. to stay away. Like, I totally mm-hmm. get it. Like, take care of yourself. I wonder what the other actors think about it, though. Because, I mean, like, I would assume that his abuse was also directed towards them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not involved with this reboot. Right, 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 right. right. So. He, 
needs to be in prison, but true. So I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Like, it is weird. Also, have you heard about the James Charles? Piece? I have heard. <laughs> if you don't We're know, getting back to our anti-pedophile roots. Yes, James Charles is being canceled again. Yep, again, for um, talking sexually, like having a pursuing an online relationship with a. Well, he's been for the past few weeks. He's been called out for a couple things, but I think that um, this time it was a fifteen-year-old. I think it was fifteen. Yeah. Jesus Christ, and like. There are pictures of him sending Snapchats to the kid because, like, the kid took the pictures of the Snapchats from the phone. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. James being really creepy and predatory. It's just so weird. And then there's, like, like this, yeah, there's this clip of an interview or some him talking on his YouTube channel at some point where he was, like, I'm into older men. And then... But then there's another A clip. recent interview yeah. where he's, like... I'm just not into older men. Like I would, the I'll go I'd the go youngest high possible. School. Oh, I mean, like a senior in high school. He had to like backtrack and clarify that he was saying a senior. I'm like, yeah. So it's like, what is the truth? Which is it? Even dating someone who's a senior in high school is that's weird, fucking like. weird. As someone in your twenties now, that's fucking weird, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you want anything to do with a high schooler? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm 18. I'm not even 19 yet, and I'm out of high school. And I, I first of all, I would not pursue anything with a 17 year old. But also, I don't think I would... I'm uncomfortable with the idea of pursuing something with someone who's still in high school. Yeah, it's weird. Like, that's a baby. Like, I'm sorry. It's just weird. It's weird. Like, they're not... uh, Yeah, they're not mature. Like, they're stupid. They are stupid. They're going to be, like, in weird high school, like, brain. Like, I'm... And if we're being quite honest, some people don't grow out of that. But... True. At least they're of age. Like me, I'm 22. And I I wouldn't even really do anything with a 20-year-old. Like, I'm sorry. Hmm. Even me? Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, you guys. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway. But yeah. Um, James Charles is fucking weird. Like, I don't know. I just... He's always given me the ick. And the fact that this is like the third or fourth time that this has happened with him being exposed for talking to underage guys. It's weird. And he's... It's weird. He's like, guys, I totally take responsibility. Next time, I will ask for an ID or whatever. And it's right. like... Well, that was that was the time before. But just now, he said, like, I'm not going to pursue relationships with people who aren't celebrities because there's a power dynamic, which I guess I mean, kind of true, makes sense. But, like, but also, like, I hate that celebrities are like, I will only date another celebrity. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's why that Tinder app for... Famous people. Yeah. Where that you have to, mm-hmm. It's like invite only. And it's like how you mm-hmm. famous people date other rich and famous people. Yes. Only classism. the elite. No, literally. Yes. I'm like, you are being very strange. But also I get what he's saying in the fact that there's going to be a, um, like a power dynamic. Mm-hmm. But like my thing is there's no excuse to not ask for like ID mm-hmm. or validity of age. Like because, okay, I look very young. Like mm-hmm. I look like a child right and everyone that i've been involved with since i've been over 18 has asked me for proof of my age because that's what you should do right and i understand it doesn't offend me because they're being responsible and they don't want to be a fucking pedophile like i commend that i understand i also feel like it's not like you you can date someone who's not a celebrity what you shouldn't do is date someone who's a child yeah like it doesn't matter if they're not a celebrity as long as they're of age you know people mm-hmm. pe- celebrities date random people all the time but or like mo- i mean i guess models are kind of celebrities but like you know they'll they'll meet someone i don't know does that have i guess that kind of that, i'm sure it does happen but like uh, just don't date someone who's a child 
Yeah, it's actually it's pretty, pretty easy to do. No, yeah, it's like not that hard. I personally have never dated a child except for when I myself was a child. Yeah, pedophiles are fucked. Oh, I would just like to mention. Um, so I am in a black studies slash history oh, class right now at my school. And um, it's it's African history. That's the class. African history from 1800 to the present. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just Wait, learned is this, yesterday. Is this, is this like new semester? Yeah. Like of the new semester. Okay. So you just started. Mm-hmm. And I just learned yesterday. My professor is a white woman. <laughs> I literally did not know. I feel like we talked about this in an earlier episode. Cause my, I literally, I feel like I'm being betrayed right now. I actually feel bamboozled. I don't understand how, how schools can do that. Like how they have not learned, like, especially in this past year. I'm like, how do you, how do you not realize that that's like not who should be teaching that class? But I think, literally. We, I literally think we talked about this on the podcast before because of my senior English teacher who was teaching African-American yeah. lit and had and taught it for years. It's so ironic because the first reading we did for this class, this African history class, was critiquing white people who like feel some sort of connection to Africa. Hmm. And it's like, is that not what you're doing right now teaching this class? Like focusing in African history? Like is that not exactly what you are doing? Like it was literally critiquing critiquing the whole like white saviorism thing mm-hmm. and like fall falling in love with Africa. And it's like, is that not literally you? Mm, I hate that. I literally hate I that. I really hate it. Because it's an online class, so we don't meet on Zoom or in person. So I had no idea she was white until I saw her like her profile picture oh. <laughs> on like the school yeah, yeah, yeah. website. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, like I said, my high school English teacher for my senior year who taught African-American lit is a white lady and she had been teaching it for years. And the year before, when I was a junior, there were over enrollment for people who wanted to take that class. And instead of hiring a new teacher who was black, they doubled up on a teacher that already, I mean, I don't give a fuck if it was for budget cuts. I don't know what their reasoning for it was, but they used another white teacher that already existed at the school to teach that class as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why did you not hire someone like anyway it's really annoying. like i if i could drop the class i literally would really? but i need a certain amount of classes so i can't drop it because i already dropped one Ooh. but if i had known i don't know like i just feel like it, i don't know because i feel like in a black studies course which is what this is it's a black studies course at my school i think that black students deserve to have a space to be completely open and honest without fear of offending their mm-hmm. professor mm-hmm. yeah true 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 that that's not what it is anymore if you want to talk about that white savior thing it's like it's like you're you're talking to someone who who does who kind of is a white savior so literally like, so it, it it feels like a betrayal honestly like because until now i've taken other black studies courses in the past and all of my teachers have been black right so i guess i just figured that all of the black mm-hmm. studies professors were black people but apparently not what are your thoughts on like men teaching feminism studies then or like women's studies? I also disagree with that. And I've had male um, women's studies really? professors too. And it's uncomfortable. It's weird. Yeah, It's like men gynecologists too. It's like yeah. find something else to do. Literally. And I mean, this can go for anything. Like I also disagree with having hearing ASL professors. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I will only ever learn ASL from deaf people. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I, I, that's, that's an interesting take. I never really had thought about that, I guess. I mean, a, a 
hard of hearing person or a deaf person is just as capable as te- of teaching a an ASL class as a hearing person. They're more capable. Right. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, right, right, right. I just never thought that of like the representation in terms of teaching. Yeah. Damn, ma. Do you have anything else? Oh, this is something that's been really bothering me. Okay. So I don't know if this is just me, if I'm in the wrong spaces or something, <laughs> but I keep seeing people complaining about kink shaming. Oh. Like, as if it's on the same level as, like, racism or sexism oh, or homophobia. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's, like, if someone thinks you're gross for wanting to, like, suck toes or something, <laughs> that's not you being oppressed. They I'm sorry. They reserve the right to, to not like you sucking Literally. toes. Literally. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it goes to consent as well. Yeah, like, or... If some, like, if someone's not comfortable with it, then they don't have to be comfortable, then they don't have to do it, you know? I've literally, I've seen people, like, post a TikTok, like, Hey, I think it's kind of weird and creepy to get off on your partner acting like a toddler. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and people in the comments will be like, you're a horrible person. You're kink shaming. Like, you're discriminating. Like, That's a little different than, than licking toes, I feel like. but I mean, yeah, but it's just it's something I keep seeing. And it's like, do you think you're oppressed because people think you're gross because you do weird sex stuff? We need to like, get Dr. Anna in on here. We do. Dr. Anna, if you're listening, please be a guest on the pod. We need to hear you talk about kinks and and just, like, psychology shit because Dr. Anna has facts. Yeah. It's just so weird to me. It's like it's like people are starting to think that, like, kinky people are, are a protected class or something. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you on? Oh God, that's kind of funny. It is funny. It's like, what? Yeah, that's weird. Like, I saw someone say it's just as bad as racism. Mm. Like, bro? I saw a tweet once of this, like, kink person with a slave kink being like, you can't, you should not use the word slave for, like, the Af- the African slave trade because that's offensive to people with slave kinks and you need to say enslaved people. What the actual fuck is wrong with oh you? Oh my god, I have that right here. I'm so used to the term enslaved people that hearing people talk about slaves outside of bdsm context is really jarring and upsetting seriously don't call people slaves unless you're talking about a consensual kink yes like what the fuck oh my god that reminds me of this thing on twitter that i saw that was like from this black woman who tweeted i will never forget when i tweeted about how i love britney spears and someone replied oh so slave for you was cool to you and that's when i knew i don't ever want to be fully woke it's really okay to have an app sometimes and then this white lady replied I will just never get over vanilla people outing themselves by being all shocked and horrified by BDSM kinks, winks and nods, getting their vanilla feminist tackles all up. And the girl goes, hmm, yeah, I think it was more about the fact that I'm black and the slave thing. Yeah, I... Like... I just... just, There is... (laughs) Yeah, it's too much. Lines that are being crossed. Yeah. Moral of the story, kink shaming is not oppression. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like to wrap up with stuff that's a little more positive... Um, there's new Pfizer data that says that it's like a hundred percent effective in teens and like younger people. Oh yeah. I heard about which is that. Really fucking exciting. Very good. That's the one that I, I want to get Pfizer so bad. Pfizer gang. If they try to give me Johnson and Johnson, I'm leaving. Ooh. Or AstraZeneca. Wait, I didn't even know that was a one. Yeah. It's like the European one. Oh, I saw this thing that says nearly a third of the country has gotten at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. Nice. I know. More than That's 100 million so Americans have now gotten at least one dose of vaccine, the federal government reported Friday. 
and nearly 58 million people have been fully vaccinated. And like there's data coming out that it seems to be effective against the new strains, which is like oh, really, that's really, really good. relieving. Yeah. I was so, actually very worried about that. So Me too. Um, but hopefully, I mean, we'll be able to have herd immunity soon. Yeah. People were talking about like there might need to be like booster shots every year, which makes sense. I mean, that's like, fine. That's the thing with the flu. Yeah. Um, it's just weird to think about. But also like there's still a surge because I think people are getting too comfortable because even non-vaccinated oh, people, if you're not vaccinated, like don't be stupid. Yeah. Even if you're vaccinated, your don't be stupid. Even if you, stupid. yeah, exactly. Yeah, True. But I think that unvaccinated people think that it's, or not fully vaccinated people think that it's like time to lay up on everything. But I don't. Yeah, think no, it's like the, the pandemic is not surging over, again. So. Yeah. Um, Let's all just try not to die. Yes, don't die. Um, I think that's all we have. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Sorry, this episode was serious as shit. It was Actually, very serious. I'm not sorry. But- Deep it was conversations yeah. are important these were conversations that needed to be had i'm just gonna mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. so thanks for listening um if you made it this far click on the anchor link that's in the podcast description and send us voice messages and we will maybe answer them someone yes, sent one and it was like literally questions. so fucking weird but yeah send stuff topics to talk about whatever um thanks for listening bye